0: Welcome to the James Exchange, Monday Matters, August Sixteenth, Two 2021. I am your host, Nancy Gill. In today's episode, you will meet Caitlin and Cody Walls. I spoke with them on Sunday, and we talked about what brought them to Scottsville and coal mines in western Virginia. Before we get to the Walls, this evening the town council meets at 7 o'clock, I believe in council chambers. Topics include emergency declarations on severe weather, the Delta variant, and continuity of government. Discussion continues on the VDOT sidewalk grant, and whether to apply for grants for floodplain mapping. You will hear more on their decisions in a later podcast. Don't forget to come to Canal Basin Square on Tuesday, August 17th at 7 o'clock for a concert with the Charlottesville Band. Should it be raining, the band will reschedule later in the month. You can get updates and coming events on the Towns Event website page. Today is a momentous occasion in our Fairville. The DMV Select Office opens. I hope to introduce you to LaToya Hamlet in a future podcast. She is the manager of our local DMV Select Office. I hope you enjoy getting to know the Walls. Well, I have Caitlin and Cody Walls at the dining room table today. And they are Scottsville residents just outside of Scottsville in Fluviana County, but they both have positions with the town. So we're going to talk with Caitlin first and and she will tell you a little bit about herself and then Cody will speak after her. So Caitlin, have at
1: it. Awesome. Thank you for that introduction. It was lovely. Uh, My name is Caitlin. I am the new farmer's market manager for the town of Scottsville. Um, My passion is in local food and we moved to the area in 2019 or well I guess I should say I moved to the area in 2019 so what were you doing prior to that? Personally, I was moving a lot. <laughs> I have moved around the South oh, my whole life, essentially. I travel for work. So, okay, And your work is? My day job. I work for an engineering firm in Charlottesville, and I do construction inspections. Really? Yes, ma'am. It's very they... fun. I get to play with dirt for a living. Oh, so. you do? They yeah. need you in Florida. I I started my career in Florida, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Not on that infamous building, I hope. No, ma'am. Okay,
0: that's good. <laughs> so um, before we go over to Cody, that's what you have been doing for your professional career. Correct. When you
1: were a young one, where do you hail from? So my mom is from the western half of the state, uh, but I generally say I'm from the south. I've lived in both Carolinas, both Virginias. Florida, Georgia, and the very southern tip of Maryland. So so you, you stayed below that
0: Mason-Dixon line?
1: Not intentionally, but
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Well, Cody, tell us about you. Uh,
2: my flat path is a little more direct than Caitlin's. I grew up in Johnson City, Tennessee, which nobody knows where that is. So from Bristol, it's about 30 minutes. I originally moved out of Tennessee to start working at the Discovery School, which is in Buckingham.
0: Or was.
2: was Uh, That brought me here in 2017. Then I met my wife, Caitlin, in 2018 and moved to Wintergreen, lived there for a year, and then bought our house here in Scottsville.
0: Well, welcome both to Scottsville. Thank you. And Cody, you actually have um, a pretty substantial job here in Scottsville. I think it's substantial. (laughs) There's a lot of work to it.
2: It is a lot of work. So I am the maintenance department. It is a team of one of myself. And I get asked, what does that include? It's a lot of mowing during the summers. It's also setting up for events, all the banner changes, making sure the sidewalks stay clean, Uh, odds and ends here and there, like storm drainages get backed up, storm cleanup is a big one right now. I do a little bit with the locks and the levees, not a whole lot, I'm more of a... Call me in as you need me, I'm by no means an expert on it, but I'm an extra set of hands.
0: Yeah, Well, it sounds great because I, I've seen you around town, but one of the things that you do that is one of those thankless jobs is you take care of trash pickup in our trash cans along the streets. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that's not very fun.
2: I knew what I was getting into. It's part of the job requirement. It's... <laughs> It's it not glorious, but it's essential. So
0: it is what it is. Yeah. It's. Well, let's move on because um, what do you? What I would like to know is what do you think of Scottsville?
1: Well, we liked it enough to buy a house here. <laughs> so I'd say we like it pretty yeah, well. Me too.
2: Scottsville is very reminiscent of where I'm from in Unicoi, which is a small town of right around 800, so a little bigger population than Scottsville, but kind of same setup there's not a red light everybody knows each other or they're related and just welcoming is a good word
1: yeah
2: i get waved at all the time (laughs) i know not that many people but (laughs) i wave back
1: so i like the area for a similar reason uh my my family grew up i spent a lot of time in, in southern west virginia when i was a kid so, very small, like, old coal mining communities, which are very close-knit because they're they're very far from cities. And then I spent my um, early 20s traveling around the country. I lived in D.C. I lived in Orlando. I lived in Savannah, Georgia. I worked in Charleston, South Carolina. So, I can honestly say that I, I gave city life a really good try. Uh, and I don't really love it. <laughs> um I, I just like being in a smaller area, a little more rural. I travel a lot for work, so I get my fill of people. I would just much prefer being in a smaller area where we have the convenience, I think, of, of people knowing us, and I enjoy the, the community aspect of yeah. that. I didn't have that in D.C., and I certainly didn't have <laughs> that in Orlando either. I don't. I think I knew one neighbor when I lived in Florida, and that was
0: it. So I also grew up in a small town in Maine. And when I lived there, I think there was like 250 people, mm-hmm. and um, if they didn't know your business, it's kind of like here they just made it up for you, right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So one of the charms of small town living is if you don't know, just make it up. Um, <laughs> There's a double-edged sword yeah, <laughs> there but, absolutely is. yeah, so I always said that my biggest problem was in the minds of other people. That's a good saying.
2: I understand that. That, that that resonates.
0: <laughs> so, um,
1: you're going away for your, your job this, this following week? That's correct, I am. Where are you traveling to? So, I will be uh, working in West Virginia, about 35 minutes west of Charleston, West mm-hmm. Virginia, in a little town called Taze Valley or Scott Depot. It's an interesting place because it has two names. Um, yeah, it has two names. So... I'll be there for the next three to four months, which will, knowing construction, probably turn into the next six to eight months. I'll be there four days a week, um, just performing the general site inspections. We're building a warehouse for Frito-Lay. I was frito going Lay. to ask that. Yeah, a yeah. warehouse for frito lights So yes, they have the
0: warehouse there. Do they have a manufacturing plant there?
1: So my company actually obtained a contract with Frito-Lay in Virginia, they're building smaller warehouses about every hour and a half apart. Those things are about 5,000 square feet and West Virginia is just a unique geographical place. So instead of doing that, which would have been very difficult for them to do, they're building one central hub just West of Charleston, which is the capital and really where all the interstates run through um, in, in that state. So that warehouse is going to be 60,000 square feet instead of 5,000 square feet. So it's pretty sizable. Yeah.
2: That's an order of magnitude sizable.
1: It (laughs) (laughs) It is. Um, but I've been with the company for a little while. So I have enough experience to, to work on a project out of town and, and get it, you know, from ground up to completion. So, you know, um,
0: I I was not on council at the time. It was somewhere between 10 and 12. Uh, Barry Grove was the mayor, and I was involved with the arts here in town. So there was a company very much interested in buying the tire plant. And they made healthy snacks. Mm -hmm. And all they wanted to do was come in, and they were going to bulldoze it Mm -hmm. and put up a state-of-the-art manufacturing plant. And they heard no big trucks on Bird Street, and that was the end of the conversation. So I think that was a good thing for Mm -hmm. Scottsville because that would have been, yeah, it would have been a lot of jobs. But again, it would have been traipsing through uh, really community, a neighborhood with young kids and
1: big trucks. And the roads aren't built for that. So when we build roads through VDOT or whatever state entity, whatever state you happen to be in, we take into account the traffic pattern when we when we design and then build that road. So these smaller side roads in Scottsville were simply not designed to have any kind of weight on them, especially repet- er, repetitively. So absolutely, it makes perfect sense yeah. that that was like a, a nixing moment. <laughs> that because... was the and literally, that was the end of the discussion. And that would have totally... Changed the shape of downtown too, yes. because you could not yeah. have brought a big truck out of Birch Street and then and made that turn onto Twenty. That right. would have worked. Oh no, when onto Valley Street. Well, the enough.
0: last years of the tire plant, they had the big trucks going in and out of there. They almost hit buildings. They kept knocking down the signage, and they shut down the
1: street whenever they had to turn, either going in or coming out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's a common joke in the construction industry that if you want something to be hit by a truck driver you could literally not put a target on it and they'll hit it anyways (laughs) um those trucks are just really really large yeah Cody's dad actually drives trucks and knows all about that as well (laughs) what 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 does um your dad haul
2: he works for FedEx Freight
0: oh he does Mm -hmm.
2: so they haul His terminal deals mostly with coal mining equipment for the Norton Wise area of Virginia. And they'll also do, they'll get stuff in on pallets. They don't normally haul like uh, heavy equipment or anything. They're not set up for that.
0: So I spent some time out there at Norton Wise because um, I I worked for a company and I had the job of putting digital ID systems in every single correctional facility in the state of Virginia.
2: You may have met my dad because he delivered everything in all those prison systems up there. (laughs)
0: It was really quite interesting to go out. Um, so the coal mining business out there now, its I, I still see train loads of coal coming through town, but my understanding is it's really more depressed than it was probably 20, 30 years ago.
2: It's been slowly on the decline. Oh, within the last 10 to 15 years, it's definitely had a much sleep, uh, steeper slope as far as Coal companies rolling back production and EPA regulations, making it just not feasible for them to dig deeper into the mountains to pump out the coal. Yeah, it's a very mixed system. Of the environmental science has this, but the economics of this town say this is our livelihood. I understand big picture. I also understand the micro of it as well. Like it's, it's tough.
0: Well, um, but the prison system, they they built like. Three or four large correctional facilities mm-hmm. out there. That I th- and I think they did that because of the decline in the coal mining.
2: And cause it's isolated out there. Uh, my it's not my dad's favorite route to run <laughs> <laughs> in a 18-wheeler with a 40-foot trailer <laughs> and twisty, windy back roads. <laughs> so I understand why the prison systems are out there, just for a not escaping or not a. <laughs> close to civilization, like, we've had an outbreak, there's no towns around, we'll find them.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I actually wrote a thesis about this in college. You did? Yeah, so one of, um, I double majored, but um, my anthropology thesis was about the decline of industry in coal mining communities, and I, I focused actually on southern West Virginia, which is a little different than southern, or southwestern Virginia, there we go. But one of the things that I talked about in that thesis was as the kind of the intersection of the cultural identity of we're a coal mining community and the political money that goes into those communities because you can you can drive downtown in these little small towns and there are banners that say coal keeps the lights on or paid for by friends of coal. And and then the reality of the fact that those industries are declining and there are fewer and fewer coal miners. I don't know anybody in my generation that's actively a coal miner, but my uncle and my grandfather were. But, you know, two generations down from that, we're, we're talking about nobody who's, who's still doing that. Um, most of the coal mining industry jobs now are are very technical. And a lot of the regulations that have come through have been because of the predatory practices of the mining companies so it used to be they would come in they would do their mining and then they would leave and then that company would go bankrupt so they weren't held liable for the cleanup <laughs> so because because coal mining is not it's only economically feasible if you're not taking care of the area for the next 20 years after that which they're supposed to do but what happens is these companies that come in they make their profit and then they go bankrupt afterwards because of the expense of of the cleanup and those sites were transitioning to epa superfund sites wow so there's not enough money in in that system Mm -hmm. to essentially take care of someone else's damage and then they would just open another company through the the executives would open another company through a family member's name or whatever Mm -hmm. it was very predatory but it's it's interesting i like, said, so my thesis was kind of on the intersection of the cultural aspect of that and the economic feasibility. And I talked about how specifically southern West Virginia could transition to ecotourism instead because they still have the mountains, which is very fun because now they have the 63rd edition of the national parks there. So uh, the New River Gorge mm-hmm. is now a national park. So that's happened. And I wrote that thesis in 2014. But yeah, so Southwestern Virginia has a kind of similar issue, but they don't have as many of the... Well, it's probably more tobacco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was thinking, because one thing that struck me when I was driving out through that area, I think it's Norton, the town of Norton, mm-hmm. one of those small towns, and their high school was a state champs in basketball for many, many years. That sounds correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's all I saw. You know, when I drove through the main, I mean, there was basically nothing on the main drag, um, <laughs> except
1: all of these things about their historical basketball teams back in the day. That sounds correct. So the first high school I went to were state football championships for... I don't know, five or six years out of every decade for the last several decades. Yeah, which school was that? That was George With High School in With County. Okay, see, so
0: there's a lot of very active sports out there. Well, when you live very far out, there's not a whole lot else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unlike Scottsville, where I think we're up and coming. Whereas when I I moved here 20 years ago, it was like we would have these growth spurts and we'd get right on the cusp and then go backwards and then Mm -hmm. do it again and go backwards. And this time we're not going backwards.
2: You talk about population growth or businesses coming in?
0: Businesses and just people actually supporting the businesses. So it used to be um, someone told an actual new business owner, well, good luck, Scottsville doesn't support its own. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I make it a point to probably overspend at our local places mm-hmm. just because <laughs> I, I like the business owners and, and it helps the local economy to keep our dollars
1: here. I wonder how much of that growth, too, is driven by Charlottesville's expansions and because of the, their housing crisis there. I know a lot of... I mean, we're new residents, but I know there are a lot of other new young families who can't afford to live in Albemarle County who are are moving further south. And Scottsville is attractive because we have a river, right? We have outdoor things to do, we have hiking, we have beautifully maintained parks, not that I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we have, like, you know, we have the levee walk, we have dog parks, we have a lot of the things that people are looking for Mm -hmm. in. Now we just In need this, more, a tight we, community, right? We need more houses. Well, that's another, that's <laughs> another piece of the puzzle. Cody, any parting words?
2: Off guard. Um, come back to me.
1: <laughs> okay. Caitlin. Uh, well, I wanted to say thank you uh, for having us and inviting us. This has been exciting and a new experience for both of us, and it's always nice to have a conversation. Us and get to know people and, and have people get to know us. We intend for Scottsville to be our home for the next several years. Um, and, you know, maybe longer.
0: Yeah. Well, I came here for cello lessons with no intention of moving here. But, hey, I
1: just came here on a date one time and now I live here. So I'm, I'm thinking the date was with Cody. It was. <laughs> and where did you go? Um, well, actually, I think my first time in Scottsville, I was helping him move into house that his friends called Icebox. Um, What street is that? It's on Harrison Street. Street. Okay. Yeah, so he was moving from Farmville to there and I came and joined and I I think we went- Yeah, me and my
2: seven coworkers in a three bedroom house. Yeah, that
1: was a fun time. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, it's funny. We wound up back here a couple years after that, so.
0: Okay, so Cody, she didn't tell me where the second date then was. So do you remember after the move, the date?
2: Our second date here. Ooh, I'm on the spot.
0: <laughs> you could go kayaking. You could go fishing. You could
1: go to a restaurant. All that would
2: be a lie. That's not what we did.
1: I'll save him. I okay. don't know what I'll we save did. him. I won't say so, hiking,
2: but I cannot name a trail.
1: At that point in time, uh, I was working like 90-hour weeks. So I would just come in basically and spend a few hours with them. So most of our time was... Was spent like walking around town, you know, having dinner, going back to the house, hanging out. Um, our first date wasn't in Scottsville. We, he actually traveled to me for many months before I, <laughs> I came over here. But <laughs> I'll, I'll rescue him a little bit.
2: <laughs> I'm glad your is better than mine. I'm just like I know we went on dates. <laughs> There's some memorable ones.
0: <laughs> Cody, just don't forget her birthday, and and your anniversary.
2: I've got those.
0: <laughs> so, any closing words?
2: Uh, it's been a pleasure to be on this podcast. I've listened to hundreds of hours, so it's good to put my voice back out into the podcast world. Um, this has been a very pleasant experience, and I like to talk up the town of Scottsville and all of our citizens, hopefully draw on some business and some creative ideas to the area.
0: I'm all for business and creative ideas and more young people.
2: I would like to see some more youth come to the town. I would love
0: that. <laughs> I always said, we have enough people with my hair color or lack like, thereof. <laughs> Caitlin, anything else? You're going to run for town council at, at one point?
1: Well, forever eligible, maybe. Um, I think I'm the, actually, yeah, That would take
0: another move, wouldn't that,
1: it? That would take another move. I think we're pretty stuck where we're at. We're developing our little house into a little homestead. That's good. A, a side yeah, position. I've noticed would... that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, hey, I think we'll both continue to be involved in the town. So Cody's pretty happy with his position I'm happy with mine and I'm looking to you know add more local food oriented things to my resume slash plate I enjoy what I do in the engineering world but food's my passion so well great well thank you both for stopping
0: by on a kind of overcast Sunday afternoon and I'm sure you just want to get back to your yard because you've got a lot of plants growing there we do a
2: lot of plants a lot of animals that are begging for attention (laughs)
0: Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Take care. Safe travels. Thank Thanks. you. We will be hearing more from the walls in later episodes. What we didn't discuss was Cody's work with autistic students, and we will expand on their home-studying activities. Friday Forward's podcast will be on an event held at James River Brewery back in June. I hope everyone has a terrific week.